Second and victory. What's going on, Titans fans? Welcome into another episode of the Second and Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate you listening. Before we get into it, I want you guys to stop the podcast and go hit subscribe for us. Uh, tell your friends, go tell your coworkers who are Titans fans to subscribe to the podcast. Um, hit subscribe, leave a review for us. We'd appreciate your support. We are brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com and 440 Sports. Uh, Broadway Sports Media is is popping right now. It's the place to go to to get your latest Titans news and coverage. Um, whatever it is, there's so much going on with the Titans at the moment. Make sure you go check out broadwaysportsmedia.com. And not only the Titans, but also Nashville SC and our Nashville Predators have ramped up too. So go get that coverage there. Um, also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. And go get our merch from our merch store at secondandvictory.com. Brett is – I know you guys can't see it, obviously, you listen to the podcast, but Brett is repping our Second and Victory hoodie right now. It looks great. I got a hoodie, a shirt I need to pick up from Chris. I know, Chris, you got some merch too, but it's some really good stuff. Um, we're going to keep that growing uh, in the in very soon, in the coming weeks and months. So be on the lookout for that. We'll always post that to our Twitter page at Second and Victory. But uh, without further ado, dude, it's been a couple of weeks since we've we've – had our podcast and life's been crazy. And I know we said that we do it every single week, but we're human and humans make mistakes and we make mistakes. And uh, we wanted to dive in tonight, but I'm so happy to talk ball with my guys, Brett Batchelor and Chris Carter. What's up, dudes? What's going, going on? What's going on? Happy to see y'all, man. Really am. Um, you got my car back, so. Yeah, well, so what happened? No, so like a month ago, it's about it's getting close time for a new car, but a month ago I started having this issue on my front right side where if I got up to a, if I started driving down the interstate or got up to a higher speed or started to turn, you could hear this cracking and popping sound, and it sounded like there was metal dragging on the ground, and it just didn't sound good. There it wasn't actually dragging on the ground, but there was this loud pop every time you pushed you accelerated. Just had it towed to the shop. They went under the something was needed some some sort of uh, tool needed to be fixed to change all that. Got that done last week. The exact same thing started happening, but this time on the front left side. It was the exact same problem, but just this one happened a month later. So I had to get towed again so they could fix the front left one. And now I finally got it back. So hopefully we have no more toes because I don't I don't need any more of that. If you see Brett Bachelor in Nashville on a bird scooter, man, just please pick him up. <laughs> please. Hey, please I'll, I'll be somewhere out. downtown on a scooter. So yeah. please help my guy out. Uh, well, how's work going, dude? Because I mean, for those that good. listen to the podcast, Brett's working for 104.5 The Zone in Asheville. Good, dog. Good. It's, it's busy. It's busy. Football season's always busy, but it's a lot of fun, man. There got to – we were in the media center for Monday Night Football. Saw you right before the game. Yep. So, that was a lot of fun. Uh, hanging out with 3HL and those guys. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings every single Tuesday. So, nice. next week we'll be in Clarksville if you guys want to come on out, anybody listening. So, uh, yeah, bro, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Get to meet a lot of cool people. Hanging out with, with Dice yesterday, so it's really cool. A lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, not a whole lot going on in Titans news. Kind of been a slow <laughs> couple, couple of weeks for them. It's, yeah. been, it's been a slow week for NFL news. Yeah, not not a whole lot popping off, man. Um, Is this the craziest week in NFL news that yes. you guys can remember? I mean, a potential Imagine, MVP is is yep. practically out for the rest of the season, regular season anyway. Uh, a star wide receiver uh, 
is in major makes some terrible trouble. personal decisions mm. and is now out of the league um, and probably going to be in jail uh, for a very long time. I can't get that out of my uh, head right now, man. Another star receiver takes a who knows how long um, mental health break from the NFL. On top yep. of that, some trades. Von Miller, a longtime Denver Bronco, traded. It just, it just happened. It had, it had to happen this week, huh? Just had <laughs> right. <happen>. Right. <laughs> Another wide receiver. Hey, oh. another wide receiver wants out of his team, but the team didn't trade him, and then they told him to go <laughs> home, and he's not a part of the team. Right. <laughs> Slow week. Yeah. I hate to be Schefter and Rappaport right now. My gosh. Um, yeah, dude, I want to talk about Henry Ruggs for a second, man, because that is that is such awful news. And I remember, I think Brett or I think it was Brett that texted in the group message like, "Hey, something happened, with Henry Ruggs." I'm thinking, "Damn, yeah. that, that sucks." But not knowing the extent, and now knowing more details of the crash and all that happened, going 156 miles an hour at what 3:30 a.m. Yes, 3:30 in, in the in Vegas, in a residential part of Vegas. So he's going 156. He then hits the car at 126, and his BAC is 0.161. Yep. Think about that. And and he's driving a Corvette and hits a Rav Four, which is a bigger car, uh, and just absolutely destroys it. And so I, uh, with, with his girlfriend in the car. I see. I had a was it two two women or one? I so there was a one. there was a there was a one woman I think in his car, and then Correct. obviously the one woman right. in the other car that passed away. Oh, dude, I saw uh, just a video from a guy who saw it after the fact. The car, I don't know if you guys saw the car engulfed in flames. And then you can kind of see Henry Ruggs laying on, or just sitting on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, you knew it was him, obviously. He had a white T-shirt on, and it looked like his girlfriend was getting out of the car. So I guess she was able to, uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just a, it's a very sad deal all around for Henry, for the freaking victim, the family of her, man. It's, it's awful. Uh, and the poor pup that was in the car. That's yeah. sad itself too, man. You just—I I told, I told a buddy today at work, like, what? One, what was she doing out at three thirty in the morning? Like, was the dog hurt? Was she taking the dog to a animal clinic, a vet, you know, something like that? Yeah. Like, which, ah, dude, it just—it's all sad all together. Because Henry Rogues was truly becoming a really good player for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. And to top things off, it doesn't make it any better legal wise that he had a loaded weapon in the back seat. No, he's a piece of shit for it all, dude. It, it, it's it's all set. And here's the, the thing, Chris, you sent us NFL players get Uber for free. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That, I mean, and, and listen, no matter who you are, it's worth it for a $40 Uber or a hundred dollar Uber, however much it costs yeah. to make sure you and everyone around you is getting home safely. Yeah. Um, it but doesn't matter if that, if, if it was free or not, like no. just get a damn Uber. But when you, um, but yeah, the fact that it is free, the fact that he has 52 teammates plus a coaching staff, plus a training staff, any good body would have picked Henry Ruggs up. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, it's, it's so sad. We're going 156. Think about that, man. I would never want to be going 156. No. I mean, and 127 when the airbags deployed. That's sad. Um, all right, let's chipper this thing up um, because the Titans are on a freaking four-game winning streak. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Jacksonville yeah, I'm sorry, Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. In, in Indy, dude, I'm thinking Indy, like yeah. they lost before the Bills game. No, yeah, 
four-game winning streak. And let's talk about before the Bills game. We all talked about, do just go two and two through this stretch. Two and two, that's a win. But then they beat the Bills. And you're like, all right, cool. And then you're like, you know, you have Kansas City the next week. Well, they beat the brakes off the Chiefs. That was – I mean, I, were you at the game, Brett? Yes. That was a lot of fun. Dude, a lot, from, the, from, from the very first kick. From the get-go. And because it yeah. felt like I, – I, I took a friend of the game. I was like, man, halfway through the third quarter, I was like, these dudes just don't want to be here. The Chiefs just did not look like mm-hmm. they had any fun that day. They didn't practice the week of. It was just – it was just – it was a great game of the Titans from start to finish, and, and uh, it was great, just complete football. And then last week, Sunday – you're going to Indy. You know what's going to happen against your division rival. A, 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 not a must win by any means. You still have a nice, comfortable lead in the division, but just to put it away kind of like you did, um, a three-game lead now. Indy, Indy is stunned still that they lost that football game, I, I think. think so too. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but if we're being honest, I'm stunned they tied the game at 31. Dude, <laughs> my gosh, man. My gosh. Think I couldn't believe – that drive, do you remember a couple years ago when the Titans were battling for the playoffs in San Francisco, went down, won the game? I got flashbacks of that San Francisco drive on that Titans drive. It was a similar situation. Thankfully, it was just to tie it up, not to win, but it was a similar situation to me. It was, uh, it was crazy. The, the fact that Elijah Molden was able to make that playoff, Bud Dupree, uh, I mean, I, would, I, I was kind of getting – to the point at that point where I was like, man, this is probably going to be a loss. Uh, and then Molden, Molden and Dupree make that play. Uh, but these, this team has to get over these DPIs. Uh, My gosh, gotta man. figure that out. Seriously. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's a matter of, of being, being perceptive to what's going on, I guess, and, and getting your head turned around. But um, when, I know every, a lot of people on Twitter and stuff have been making fun of Wentz uh, and his lame duck throws that result in these DPIs. Um, but, but the defensive, the secondary is letting it happen, and, and you just can't do that. Um, but the fact that Kevin Byard was able to to redeem himself, uh, and, and, you know, that's a that's that's like a, a pure leadership move. Yeah. Like that's exactly what you want out of the leader of the team, uh, the leader of the defense especially, and, and we got it, and I love that. I love that he was able, he was the one that made that interception. Uh, perfect break on the ball. Like he read that so well. Uh, broke on the ball and and got got the offense the ball back for the win. Chris, you bring up KB, and I feel like in the last couple of weeks we have ended the podcast. We've missed out on talking about highlighting a few players that have really stepped up on the defense and even the offense, but particularly the defense. Um, I just want to kind of go around the horn, and you you spoke of Elijah Molden did not have the greatest game. Um, in the, the first half against the, the Colts, um, he was even shaky um, at times against the Chiefs. Uh, makes a huge Which play. was in, interesting because he had really, like, cleaned up a lot of the problems from that first right. game. Um, but, yeah, his, his second half was really good. Uh, cleaned up a lot, played played much better coverage. Um, and then, I mean, even he said it. It was, an, it was pretty easy play to make on that interception. But the fact that he made it, you know, Great players make great plays, and and he made one. So before the podcast, we talked about Monty Rice and how big of an impact he's having. It was his first game starting Sunday, and, yeah. and played really well. And I think the, the him and him and David Long complimenting each other really well right now. Without Jayon and uh, you know Rashawn's Rashawn, we know who Rashawn Evans is now. Um, but I think before the season, we were I scratched my head at the Monty Rice pick, but I'm not today. 
Yeah. That was great. He had a very solid game. I'm interested to see. So uh, with, with all the roster moves that were made this week, Avery Williamson was cut. Um, so, I mean, as of now, that only leaves, I believe, uh, John Jones as the backup. Is that right? Is he the only backup linebacker on the roster right now? Since Rashawn, uh, assuming um, Monty, Monty's still starting with Rashawn Hurt because Rashawn did not practice today. Um, so if Jay, if uh, David Long and Monty are starters, then I believe John Jones is the only backup that's healthy. Not so uh, yeah, uh, possibly Jayon Brown coming back. You think? It didn't happen today. It didn't. It didn't happen. He's today. in his window. Um, so but the Titans, he is I guess, in the window to be activated. If you think about it, the Titans are kind of late to the party when it comes to activating people. It's like Thursday or Friday. They want to make sure. You know, I don't know if it's something they just. That's what they do. It's. We'll see how you say it practices Thursday, gets treatment. If it can't go, why? I'm not going to activate somebody until the last minute that I have to. Um, so, and that's probably just John Robinson with with roster manipulation, right? I mean, he yeah. knows he can. He mm-hmm. knows he has the window to activate that guy. So, do whatever you need else you need to do before you have to cut somebody. Um, but all that to say, I thought uh, Monty Rice played really well, uh, and I'm really excited to to see what him and David Long continue to do, to, to do together. Cause I think David Long has been an absolute bright spot on this defense this year. Um, Absolutely. And, and the fact that he stepped up into, to be a key starter, I think uh, on the defense and now along with Monty Rice playing well, um, that may be the, the linebacker in core we see for the next few years. Thanks for two. I think uh, I text you guys that when, or maybe, one of y'all text this in the group message, but maybe about when the Texans were kind of having their fire sale at the trade deadline, Zach Cunningham. You guys know me, yeah. big Vandy fan, but Zach Cunningham has been somebody who has been top five in the league in tackles since he kind of came into the league. He's a stud. I, and he's a I think he's team. led the league twice over the last three or four years. And so, too. So, that would have been great to see. And who knows what they would have give up to, to get Zach Cunningham, but that would have been an incredible piece on that defense. Um. A couple notes I want to talk to you guys about, just kind of give you um, that I saw after the, the Colts game. Ryan Tannehill is now 4-1 and one against the Colts as a Titans starting quarterback. No other Titans quarterback has beaten Indy more than twice since the team moved to Nashville. Not even Steve. Wow. Not Marcus. That's insane. Ryan. That's I think crazy. He now moves, I believe before the Indy game, I believe he was 23-10 as a Titans starter, so now 24-10 as a Titans starter. I mean, wouldn't have never, ever expected that when they traded for Ryan Tannehill. I just had to look look this up, man. Steven (sighs) there was two and five against the Colts in his career. That's it? Yeah. Wow. Two and five, yeah. Well, I guess they were in the central for a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. That's surprising, man. I feel like him and Peyton had more battles than nine. Seriously. Maybe he was hurt. And how many? There's that. He could have been hurt. How many did you say? Yeah. Seven games, uh, two and five record. Oh, sorry. So I can't do math. Apologize. All right, another Marcus, for you. Marcus Mariota, two and five against the Colts in his career. Wow. That's actually surprising. Wow. He didn't beat Andrew, so who'd he beat? That's, Who started that, with that's Andrew a stat for you. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a stat. Or, uh, uh, yeah, I'd have to look. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the Titans are now 5-0 and in 2021 against clubs that advanced to the playoffs in 2020. 
Uh, Titans are the only team in the NFL to come back from 14 points down on the road to win twice. Say that again? They're the only team to do it, and they've done it twice. And they've done it twice, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Titans rankings after eight games, they are 11th overall on offense, 22nd overall on defense. And we kind of talked about that, if you guys remember, before the year. Could they just be a top 10 offense again, and could they be middle of the road in defense? Still, they're kind of behind the pack in the middle of the road for the defense, but you can't really tell right now. They're they're playing like a middle of the road defense, and that's all you can take. Um, They're fourth against the – they're fourth on the run on offense, 21st in pass, sixth in points, averaging 28 a game. And then defense, they are eight against the run, 24th against the pass, and 21st in points. They're giving up 24 a game. So, I mean, it's close It's close to what we said, though, too, to be honest with you. Some of it is. If of you what could just be middle of the road, if, if the offense could still sustain that success, and they are, as we're seeing, um, and the defense could just kind of be where they're at, they would win a lot of games, and they're doing it at the moment. But now is the great time to talk about what happened Sunday with Derrick Henry? Did y'all cry Monday morning? Because I did. No, I was on the man, verge of it, man. My gosh. It's it's one of those, like, I don't know, like when you feel like you just get punched in the gut, like you don't know what's going on at that moment. Everything is going I, right. I think I, I know I tweeted it. I think I texted y'all. It just feels like this franchise is cursed, man. Like every time it feels like something's going right, something's, something wrong happens. And I'm sure every NFL fan base feels like that most of the time. But um, – I mean, this guy was having an MVP caliber season. Uh, what is is the the dog pulling the sled for the most part? Not to take anything away from Ryan Tannehill, because uh, I th- I think I think if if Derek's the engine, then Tannehill's the transmission uh, that keeps this team running. But it's uh, I don't know. it's it's difficult to to. A, know what the rest of the season is going to look like without him, and and B, to imagine the Titans playing without Derrick Henry. I mean, just in general, like, he just feels like the stalwart of the Titans nowadays, and to not see him on the field is weird. We talked about it this year on our podcast about when is he going to get hurt? Is he able to get hurt? Like, mm-hmm. is he superhuman? And now we know he's not. And it's it's a freak injury that happened, and, and the man still played an entire game on that injury. Well, um, we'll answer the superhero superhuman question uh, based on how long it takes him to recover. That because, is true, too. I mean, this is a dude that that it really seems – I mean, we know he's been nicked up throughout his career, but uh, it seems like he's able to, to he, either heal quickly or, or really just, like, kind of pull a Stephen Aaron – and fight through any pain uh, that he has in a, in a really tough way. But, uh, I mean, uh, we've seen everything from s- six weeks to ten weeks to I, – I saw somebody saying that you really don't want to come back from this till 14 weeks, and that's just I, – I don't know. I mean, t- to me, I think Derrick Henry's on the short end of that. I think it's I think it's the six weeks for him. I think everybody around that man is going to get him up to speed as fast as they can. And whether if it's even if this man's on a snap count, that's fine. You have Adrian Peterson behind you, and I don't see the Titans getting rid of AP the rest of the year. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, agree. I, I don't see I, that. I mean, I, do, I honestly, I think even with Derek's back, I, I could see them keeping four backs, like plus yeah. a fullback. Like, yeah. I mean, ju- just 
let him rotate, you know, don't overwork him, that sort of thing. Um, the, obviously, we, you just mentioned it, but the fact that Adrian Peterson is a Tennessee Titan, <laughs> how wild is that? Hold on, Chris. I hold call, on, Chris. The fact Julio Jones and Adrian Peterson is I called my mom. I actually called my mom. My mom's a huge Titans fan. We talk Titans news and all that all the time. And my mom was at work, so she hadn't seen Twitter or anything. I said, Mom, 25-year-old <laughs> me is losing his mind right now. Exactly. And she was like, why, why? And I was like, Julio Jones is a Titan, and now Adrian Peterson is a Titan. She was like, what? <laughs> I, was, I said, yeah, this is – I mean, here, here's the crazy thing to me. Like, there's a good possibility, I think, that at some point this season – we're going to see young superstars, A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry on the field, along with legendary future <laughs> Hall of Famers, Julio Jones and Adrian Peterson, all on the same team. It, it, dude, it makes you think um, – you know, there's been teams throughout the years of our lifetime, whatever sport it is, that it's like, dude, they're stacked. Like, they're stacking their team. Like, why do they keep signing these old, washed-up free agents that are household names? And that's kind of what the Titans are right now. Yeah, literally. Um, I think Buck Rising said it today. It's it's wild that the Tennessee Titans are the team you come to to ring chase now. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, yeah. but I mean, well, but that's the thing. Like, about, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson specifically said, "I want to sign with a championship caliber team." Like exactly. they are back that, in the yeah. offseason. So I mean, he he sees this as a chance to to ring chase, and it it uh, it made me feel good that he. I mean, it, when they brought him in for the workout, quote unquote workout, they, I mean, they signed him the same day. So that means that his AP has been in shape. He's, he's yeah. been wanting to find a place that, that, that was right for him and, and this is it. And so I think it's a perfect match um, for what the Titans want to do. I, I tweeted and I said, it's funny how the Titans signed Derek Henry before Derek Henry. And that's exactly what Adrian Peterson <laughs> was. Yeah. And he was, he was Derek before Derek. Yeah. So um, I do want to ask you guys about that. A couple of things. I want to ask you first off, so many overreactions Monday after we find out and after we found out the, I mean, everything, it was uh, a fifth, uh, help me out with the word there. I'm going blank. Fifth, uh, more to, more to, metatarsal. Metatarsal. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) Dr. Nelson over here. (laughs) Metatarsal fracture. Uh, he's going to be out for the entire season. And then it's the Jones fracture, which it ended up being. And he, now he's out from, what, eight to eight to 14 weeks, eight to 10 weeks. Yeah. Eight on the good end, 12 on the back end. You know, does he miss the entire season? Is he back for the playoffs? We don't know. Okay, it's way too right. early to even, to even to know that. So there's a lot of things going on Monday. And then you have the people who, oh, the Titans are done with. The season is over. Guys, is the season truly over? Can the Titans no. offense still, no. still sustain the success they've been having? Yes. No. Yeah, they can. And and I think it's going to be on the back of Ryan Tannehill, obviously. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, especially and- with the signings of Adrian Peterson and uh, Deontay Foreman, um, like th- those sort of moves are, are uh, the type of moves you make to to replace by committee, right? And, and Derek can be replaced by committee. Uh, and, and really – he, he doesn't play a ton, but I mean, Nichols knows this offense extremely well uh, and plays a lot in, in obviously, the third down situations and, and some of that. I could see McNichols getting a significant increase in workload. Oh, for sure. And it'd be nice. I mean, obviously, he's not there, but it'd be nice if Darrington Evans was healthy. 
because this would be a good time for him to step up. Because like somebody mentioned the other day, I don't remember who it was. They said when Darrington came back, he was getting carries over Jamie McNichols, and Jamie was still the, the third down back. So if Darrington was yeah. here, he still he would be getting lead lead back carries. But obviously, like we're going now with the running back by committee, it's going to be interesting to see who gets carries and when they get them and how many they get. Agreed. I'll, I'll be interested interested to see what the snap counts are. Is it? I mean, is it every every other every down they're switching out backs? Is it you know AP on first series series series? series. Yeah. Is it McNichols still third down back? Um, is it is it AD running in the? I like how you go AP. I go AD. Um, <laughs> is it AD running in the first quarter and the fourth quarter and and you know like when they really need you know when you really need a, a to wear down a team. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm anxious to see kind of how they do it. I'm kind of, I mean, I'm excited about super, it, honestly. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I, think, I think if um, there was no Adrian Peterson signing Monday, I'd be spooked. I'd be very freaked out. Yeah. But, yeah. But AP gives me some hope. AD gives me some hope. I don't yeah, know what it is, but I have, I have some hope. I mean, Deontay Foreman gives me hope. Sure. Uh, we saw him run. Well. We saw him run, and he ran a little bit like Derek last year. Um, and I, I liked what I saw. I hated that hated that he didn't stick around, and uh, I, I really wish he would have now, knowing knowing what we know, uh, and would have kind of maybe spelled Derek a little bit more throughout this season. But um, I did see a good tweet going back to Derek's injury. Like people can say what they want. Like you run him too much. He should have, you know, shouldn't have ran so much. An injury can happen on one play. Like I mean, first play of the game, it could have happened. It could have happened on the first play of the season. Like things happen, injuries are going to happen. Um, we've Fuck just that. been very lucky. We're just Fuck been that very injury. lucky that, yeah, and, the, and that's what it comes down to. Like the playing surface there is horrible, and, and the fact that the NFL continues to allow it is um, is I mean, it, there needs to be regulations put in place to to enhance the product of astroturf. I mean, there was a close up of. I mean, so obviously me and Austin are both MTSU grad, uh, grads, and uh, I know you've been on that field. I've been on that field. It's got the the rubber pellets and all mm-hmm. that. Like there was there was one close up of Taylor Lewan, and his entire arm had like rubber pellets embedded in it. Yeah. Uh, like why are why are multi million dollar athletes playing in this shit? It, did you not? Did y'all see the confetti all over the field too? Mm-mm. Uh-huh. I, I, you'd have to go back and check, man. There's there was confetti all over the field, or some sort of I, I don't know what it was. There's was stuff all over the field all game long. Um, but I also I, did, was ask I remember you, one point. I remember one point the TV commentators were like, "Oh, there's a flag on the field," and then they were like, "Oh no, that that tricked us. There's just something yellow on the field." And I saw it a few times like, when, they, when they would zoom in like on a tackle. Um, but I feel like this has been an ongoing conversation. I feel like we've had a podcast before talking about Indy, the turf, and how bad it oh, is. We so I feel like have. this isn't the first time we've talked about this. And the NFL, like you say, Chris, just continues to ignore it. And as a spectator watching on TV, on top of the horrible, shiny field, yeah, the the lighting in that stadium is horrible, especially with the roof open. The shadows are so bad. Um, but Indy just I wanted to go back real sucks. quick, talking about AP and how, you know, this isn't – He's an old, older Adrian Peterson than what he used to be. But listen to the, in the last three years he's played in the league with the Lions in 2020, 604 yards, seven touchdowns. With Washington for two years, 898 and 1,042. It, Millie's making her interest in the podcast. If you guys can hear her, sorry about that. Um, so 898 
yards in 2019 and over 1,000 in 2018. So, I mean, this is no scrub of Adrian Peterson. The dude could still get it done. Dude, I was – because when somebody mentioned about trading for a running back, once Melvin was signed and somebody was – or I'm sorry, not Melvin. Once AD signed and people were saying, do you need to make another trade? I didn't think you had to because I – honestly, I even in this – late in his career, I would take Adrian Peterson over Melvin Gordon. I don't think – I think Melvin's got too many problems fumbling the football. He's not consistent enough. And I don't think that there are enough running backs out there that were tradable other than Marlon Mack and, and Ronald Jones. They're going to be asking for a lot. Adrian Peterson was the perfect guy to at least come in and fill in rather than losing draft capital and trading for somebody. This was the much better signing. And it's going to be – I mean, what better way to find out who this Titans offense is now with facing arguably the best defense in the league Sunday night football in front of the entire nation to watch. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. It's my birthday. I'm having a huge party over here Sunday night. Shout out. So. But now um, would be the perfect time if this offense still had somebody like John New Smith. Yeah. The perfect time for it. I agree. Um, all right. I want to segue to what you guys learned, what I learned last week in the NFL. Christian, we'll start. That everything can change at the drop of dumb. I mean, the the like we were talking about at the beginning of the pod, like we saw uh two two star young star wide receivers uh pretty much all out of the league right now. Uh the things that Brett mentioned with Odell Beckham, obviously he hasn't been the same player the last few years, but uh, you know, Derrick Henry's situation. Aaron Rodgers being out this weekend because the COVID protocols, like, man, things are like the NFL is just such a, a, a piece of dynamite waiting to be lit that uh, it's been crazy to watch, especially this week. I learned I learned two things earlier this week. I learned that the AFC is absolutely wide open, and when you look at the playoff picture right now, obviously the Titans are the one seed. They would face the winner of Buffalo or Cincinnati. And then on the other side, it would be Raiders against the Chargers and then Baltimore against Pittsburgh. That's a stacked, stacked playoff picture. So, I've, And it's honestly, any game would be tough for the Titans to play, for any team to play against the Titans would be all super hard. The other thing that I learned this week is that we still do not know who the Los Angeles Chargers are. Herbert hasn't had the best, the best couple of games the past couple of weeks. He was on an MVP level race. Now, don't know if he's still in that candidacy. Chargers aren't playing as good. Still don't know quite who they are as well. It's a good point, man. Um, yeah, I, I had more hope for the Chargers this year, and I still think they find a way to win the division. Yeah, I do I think, too. I think, I think the Raiders will come back down to earth now. Um, the Broncos can beat – I feel like the Broncos can beat anybody in that division, but they can also lose to everybody at the same time. And the Chiefs – Everybody. Just, the Chiefs are, are all, all over the place right now, and – I don't know if you guys watched Monday night, but yep. they were – They're a couple seconds away from being two and five. 100%. And yeah. um, they have a lot of issues to work through. They have no running game. Patrick does not look like Patrick. Kelsey's making uh, bonehead plays. The defense is bad. Bad. So, yeah. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, what have y'all thought about all these videos of of him, like the, the video of him with his wife and brother, and they're like da- doing TikTok dances, and he's just sitting there, like looking completely depressed. I didn't text you guys, but uh, the Chiefs game, uh, Jackson Mahomes and I brushed shoulders. He walked right by us. Really? Him, For real? Him and, him and uh, I think her name is Brittany. Brittany. Uh, she's throwing yeah. a little 
a little force into it. No, but I mean, dude, you, you <laughs> know it's him. Like he 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 is. Is he super tall? tall right? Yeah, dude, he's yeah. tall body. You knew it was him, and he's uh his little face. His hair's kind of like Patrick's so. anyway, so. Yeah. Be able so to we, see walked, it. we walked right by them. They had security with them, but they were going, I guess, to their suite or whatnot. Maybe the the full, um, the field. But yeah, that was that was funny. Um, what I learned that it's any given Sunday in the NFL, and that the New York Jets can beat anybody. They can. They can beat anybody. That, Mike White. That, Mike that White loss looks a little better. Just that a loss looks a little could, bit better. If they could win a couple more games, and I'd say, hey, the Jets won four games. They weren't the worst team in the league this year. Okay. Right. But. Still think I that dude. I, I was thinking about it on the way home tonight, like what we what I want to talk about on the podcast. And I knew I was gonna bring the Jets up, and I'm still thinking dude, that loss makes me sick. Like we know the Titans drop one game a year, but if the Titans win that game, which they should have won that game, you're sitting at yes. seven and one right now. Oh, did it piss stronghold me off. on the AFC? God, it pisses me off they lost that game. Um, but that the Chiefs, and I'm sorry, the Jets have a nice player in Michael Carter. Um, had 172 yeah. total scrimmage yards Sunday. So, I don't know if he's, – if, He's RB1 for them for the future, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah just got to get some pieces around Zach Wilson. Obviously let's Zach let's Wilson. also talk about uh, Western Kentucky's own Mike, Mike White. I say, Austin, they need to get some pieces around, <laughs> around Mike White, I, we, not, not Zach Wilson. Yeah, dude. Uh, Chris and I watched Mike White sling the ball around for a couple of years against MTSU. Yeah. They, they had some battles. So, yeah, it was cool to see Mike White, though. Hey, uh, shout out to your game. boys going to the MAC. Congratulations, Maxon, baby! I'm yeah. excited for Max. <laughs> the Maxon. Never, never once cared about the Mac, but now I do. I'm ready. I'm ready for the official. I'm not getting my hopes up until I see an official announcement. But. Yeah, I agree. But I uh, think we actually play, play on Tuesday night. We play Western this weekend, right? So maybe they're announcing it at the game. That'd be kind of dope. Maybe. That'd be we'll cool. see. Are you, when's the last time you went to an MTSU game, Chris? I went to homecoming. Did actually. you? It was my first game in two and a half years. I think I went uh, – we went the week before Court and I got married. I think it's the last time I went, so that was 2019. Our sole decision was based was based on trying – wanting to try the beer garden for the first time because yeah, nobody else had been to it. It was cool. I mean, it's on the field, like in the end zone. Um, they had a special – so they made like a special beer for every game. Uh, and it was a like a peanut butter stout, um, which my wife loves peanut butter stouts and tailgates, uh, tailgate kind of peanut butter stout that she loves. So she wanted to try this, and it was good. It was a good beer, nice. um, but it's cool. Like de- I mean, that's definitely something like to check out. Very cool. Um, I got a wedding this Saturday, Chris. Uh, remember Kevin Moore? Yeah, getting married Saturday. Shout out Kevin Moore. Is he going to rap at the wedding? He might. Kevo. Oh, Kevo, dude. I forgot about that, man. I got to bring that up to him. I bet that'd be funny. We just start getting on the aux court at the wedding or tell the DJ to play. uh, (laughs) I bet it's Duggan. I bet Duggan's the DJ. Yeah, probably. I tell Duggan to play some Kevo. That would be great, man. That'd be hilarious. Anywho, um, all right, last thing I want to wrap up with. Um, so the, the on the, the rest of the way, the Titans schedule the rest of the way. We did not think that they go three and zero through this three and zero through the stretch. We said at best two and two. That's what we were hoping for. But now they're three and zero. Can they shock the world Sunday night? Can they? Can they? Yes. Will they? Will they? Right? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Will they? I don't will know. They? Can they? Yes. So after, I mean, yeah. here's here's my thing. Like, it's one player. I mean, it's it's Derrick Henry. There's no doubt about it. But 
we're acting like the entire offense just got wiped out. And it this, didn't. Like, Ryan Tannehill was a, a damn good quarterback in the NFL. Yes. Uh, A.J. Brown is a damn good receiver. Um, Julio, Julio Jones might play. Um, I, I like our tight end core. Like, I mean, the, the Swain's the fact making that plays. Mike Cole's always, you know. Mike Cole's he's, making plays. Ferks made a couple that's my dog. good catches. Um, I mean, the, the tight end core – it's dependable, right? I mean, those are you've got three players that can catch the ball if need be. Um, the rest of the wide receiving core is solid. Um, we know Chester can catch the ball. Mojo can catch the ball. Uh, NWI can definitely catch the ball. He's probably the best of those three, which is crazy to say. Um, but I mean, this is not a team. I'm like, I'm not scared of the Rams. Like. There's not a team in the NFL that scares me against this these Titans right now. I'm scared of the Rams' defensive line against the Titans' offensive line. It's about the only matchup yep. I'm worried about Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it's Aaron Donald. You always got to be scared of Aaron Donald. Um, but now you add Von Von Miller to the mix and stuff. It's especially was, if, Nate, if Nate Davis doesn't play, which he was, he did not practice today. Yeah. There's a chance too you can have four four gold jackets, future gold jackets on the field at the same time on Sunday night because you got Julio and, and AD, Aaron Donald. And if he keeps it up, he has a chance. I'm not saying he is, but Jalen Ramsey has a chance to get there. So there's a chance you could have four gold jackets on the field at the same time Sunday night. And I, and I think, too, real quick, that <clears throat> even if the Titans do lose Sunday night, as long as the offense looks, you know, competent, then I think they'll be just fine. And even then, though, Brett, I still I would give it more than a game, man. With especially against you playing that defense, I, I think I mean, we're, we're not going to have a full understanding and opinion on the Titans' offense and what it will look like. Just it's, it's also them. worth noting, like in this run that we're we're in the midst of right now, like this is a game that you can drop and be sure. okay. Sure. Uh, I mean, it, it the the biggest thing this game helps toward is the number one overall seed in the AFC. Um, yep. You've handled so, business against your AFC foes. Yeah. So. I, I'm not super worried. Like, obviously, I want to see the 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 package present itself. Obviously, I mean, we we don't know what AD looks like right now. We don't know how they're going to you know split up the carries on offense and those sort of things. But if Ryan Tannehill can can not make boneheaded decisions and and play well, if AJ Brown catches the ball, if the other guys are dependable and, and can get first downs. I'm not worried about the offense. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're, you're reimagining the offense, right? I mean, it's yeah. not going to be Derrick Henry first anymore. Um, but this is a team – I mean, this is this is an offense that can make it happen. The Titans haven't always played well on Sunday night football. That's one thing that it kind of scares me. I don't know what it is about I mean, Sunday night football. It, I think it's primetime. <laughs> like, they just don't play well in primetime. Well, Monday night, they've been better on Monday night. Thursday night, have been all right. It, I don't Green Bay last year. Was, Most of those Thursday night games yeah. were against the Jags, though. Very true. Remember that. You got <laughs> Thursday night against San Francisco in about a month, though. Yeah, so. that would be a lot of fun. So, again, I, sorry I brought that up, but I want to kind of bring up the, the rest of the way. So, count them out with me. The Rams Sunday. The Saints at home. I'm still not That's going to be a good Saints. game. I'm not sold on the Saints at all, especially with James I mean, they don't have – yeah, they, they don't have their starting quarterback anymore. Even before so. that, man, they, they they could lose to everybody and beat everybody at the same time. It's, the Saints are tricky. Great no, And we, we know no um, – oh, Michael, Michael Thomas. No Michael Thomas the rest of the way for them. Yeah. Um, 
So their their injuries are hitting them pretty hard, obviously. So the Saints at home, Texans at home, Patriots on the road. That's gonna be. A fun I love game, that I matchup. I, I love that too. matchup because because yeah. the Patriots are that but that team too. They can beat everybody and, and lose to everybody at the same time. Patriots bye week finally hits. Thank God. Uh, the Jags, Steelers, Thursday night football against the Niners, Dolphins, Texans. It's a favorable schedule to us, the way. You're looking in you effectively. Effectively, you only need to win four. Yeah. To to really solidify the AFC South. Well, that's that's what that's what Blaine was saying today. Blaine Bishop on Blaine and Mickey. He was like, "Look, he said the Titans can go five and four to finish out the season. That doesn't sound good." He goes, "But you go eleven and six and, and just kind of walk away with the division." So yeah. he said, "He said it's not a full blown you know panic mode. You have to win every single game. He said you can go five and four." You'd probably be just fine, Chris. Yeah. I, you have it on record, but I think I said eleven and six before the year. I think you maybe twelve and five. I think you said twelve and five. Shall I be fine with that? <laughs> hey, I'll be yeah. fine with that. One hundred percent. Let's see. Let's oh, see what... hey, okay. While you pull that up, Chris, I found both. Of you, both of y'all the, said twelve and five. I said okay. thirteen and right. four. Okay, Ooh. I found the uh, I found the quarterback that you. What would you say? Chris said I said thirteen to four. Thirteen to four. Ooh. I found the I found the uh, the year and the quarterback that the the two teams that Marcus beat. If y'all want to guess, do you want to guess? Yeah, let's hear it. What Colts? year? What year? Two thousand seventeen. It's the year that luck was out the whole year. Um. Who? Oh, oh man, Matt Hasselbeck. No, he was the year before. Oh, yeah. that's a good guess. It was the one and only Jacoby Brissett. Oh. Okay. Yep. 2017. Damn, I thought it was a Hasselbeck. You, bro, I thought I thought you were gonna nail it because that was mm-hmm. my first guess too when I looked it up. He was 16. Forgot about Brissett. Did, mm-hmm. did the Titans beat the Cur- Curtis Painter led Colts? I think that so. Year? You know, I think so. Did they, but who's the who was the quarterback when the Colts went one and fifteen and the only win was at Lucas Oil against us? Who was the quarterback then? Was that not Curtis Painter? I think it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, that had yeah. been like what, like thirteen something? Twenty thirteen, I think so. I, I think thought it was thirteen. 13. Let's see. Because I was at the Monday Night Football game that year, and I think it was Monday Night Football. It was a night game, um, and we, we won. I'm pretty sure. So they went two and fourteen in 2011. Okay. Oh, okay. And that is okay. At home, December 18th. So, that, dude, they were zero and thirteen before that yeah. game. Yep, I remember that. And they beat the Titans 27 to 13 with it's loading. Apologies. If it's not paint, who else would it be? It is. I'm I'm getting the vibe that it might not be. No way! Okay. <laughs> no. This is not Curtis way. Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky. Stop. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Hey, you remember the running back, though, Donald Brown? Yeah. yeah. 16 carries, 161 yards, and a touchdown. Bro, I did not know that was Dan Orlovsky. He went 11 bro, of 17 it, and bro. 82 yards, and they beat the fucking Titans. With 27 points. We had – we bro. outgained them. You know what? I got to get off here. What happened? So, bro, you told me he was on pace to be the quarterback for two 0 and 16 teams. That was a, that was the Munchak year too, I believe. Uh, yes. Well, after that had to have been his first year, probably. Probably so. 
Titans, quarterback, Titans quarterbacks that day were Jake Locker, who got hurt, and Matt Hasselbeck. Good night. Lord. All right. I want to hop off here and leave on a good note. Uh, bold prediction for Sunday, boys. Uh, just uh, straight up in general, Titans win. I feel like that's bold enough. That, that is bold. Chris? <laughs> uh, McNichols gets the bulk of the carries. AP scores a touchdown. Uh, I, like okay. that. I like that. I like that. That's a good bro, one. Bro, what's no. the score? Uh, we're going to go Titans 27, Rams 24. So, Titans, it tells me that Big Dick Randy, that's my nickname for him. I know people love to call him Fat Randy. I like Big Dick Randy. Yeah. Um, who's having a phenomenal year for the Titans right now. I love the post-game video of Vrabel saying, hey, you have a home here. Yeah, man. you got a home here. You got mm-hmm. a home here. And he's he's played himself into uh, being a Titans kicker. 15 of 17. He's got a long of 51 on the year, having a really good season. That And it, it's nice to see the Titans. I love it. Don't have, don't have to worry about that right now. Of all the other Seriously. injuries and things going on, kicker's not an issue at the moment. So, um, that's awesome. But – for Brett Bachelor, for Chris Carter, we appreciate you guys listening as always. Get us on Twitter at Second of Victory. Again, go get some merch from us. Go get that hoodie Brett's wearing. It's so sick. Secondandvictory.com. You'll find that. Appreciate you listening as always. My name is Austin Nelson. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs>